0: What is good everybody? Welcome back in to Form Whippin' and Ticket Hittin'. Episode 10. Pretty cool episode. We have Fauner Park starter, Mr. Scott Pierce, going talk about everything he looks at before he clicks that button and sends them horses down the track. Pretty cool to hear what goes on in there. Might be a little more than you probably thought. Well, it's good to hear his insight on all that. And as usual, we will cover the Fauner Park Saturday racing card this week featuring the Dowd Mile. And if you're ready, let's grab them forms, saddle on up, and let's cash them tickets. Welcome back in. Joined today by the honor Park starter, Mr. Scott Pierce. How are you today, sir? Pretty good. Good. Thanks for doing this for us. Let's just kind of talk about your job. I mean, some people might not know that there is a physical guy out there with a button in his hand that keeps an eye on everything when everybody's in the gate. Just kind of, I mean, talk about what you look for, how you got into it, and all that good stuff.
1: Been on the racetrack for a long time. Worked the gate and shooting horses. Mainly, we school horses every morning. And then, you know, horses we don't see, I always keep a book on horses, their habits or bad habits and things, how, what we do to to get horses in and out in a straight line. And it's, you know, this many horses here is, you know, keep track of them. And right. so, so I get decent starts, you know. You bad. bet. So, uh,
0: so you do keep a book on you and you know if one's going to fight in there, one's going to throw his head to the right a lot. So we'll make sure the starter's got his head to the left. Yeah, I'll
1: horses that, you know, that won't load or
0: same thing, tailing horses,
1: You know, rig horses, pads, blanket, whatever.
0: You bet. Speaking of tailing horses, do you have a mark on one that's in Grady's barn?
1: Well, yeah, and that was – there's a lot of things that go on – at the gate, you know, getting them in and, and things. And one of my minions, he he kind of took it on his own to tell somebody to pick that horse's tail up, and it was just miscommunications. And
0: I just bring it up to give you that Grady's sitting here. I knew he'd get a kick out of that. No heck, it, it's it, it really truly, it's amazing. More things like that. do because I mean, it's it's such a fast deal. Once they're loaded, if they're in gate six through nine, they might be in there for thirty seconds waiting on a tough one to load. Or they might be in there for two seconds. Everybody's loaded. Time to yeah, go. Yeah,
1: it's. That's the worst part
0: about it is, you know, you don't want to have
1: them standing in there getting too tight because they'll screw up then. That's that's the worst way. You need to get them in, in, in really quick and out as quick as we possibly can.
0: You bet. And are you the one, so like on uh, Sunday we had one flip, are you the decision maker on backing everybody out or is that the state vets deal? Kind of who's all on that?
1: Um, we're pretty much on the, the same page. If if they go, you know, really hard like that, it's, it's an automatic. They're coming out. We're going to get them out. But, you know, if, if one just kind of throws a, a little fit, you know, the vet, he can at any time want to back a horse out and see if he's dinged himself, cut himself someplace, or everything's okay. But generally speaking, when one goes as hard as that, then, you know, I, I get everything out of there and, and get right. the horse out. He was a little hung up in there. Yeah, he hung you know, up pretty a, good, no, yeah, no it was, for sure. It was a good wreck. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, how long
0: have you been doing
1: this? Well, I started uh, working the gate in 1979, so... It's been a few years. Just a few years. I've worked, you know, quite a few places around the country and stuff, so.
0: Talk about that a little bit. I mean, obviously, you're the main man here. Do you do Columbus, too? Where else have you been and stuff?
1: I do all the tracks in Nebraska. Last year, I I went to North Dakota and started and gone to Wyoming a couple years just working the gate. Went to Prairie Meadows, the pandemic, but I've been all over. I've been to Arizona, Florida, Minnesota, Iowa. A lot of places working the gate, Texas and things, so I've seen a lot and I've learned a lot working for different starters and things, so.
0: Talk about, how did you get, I mean, did you used to work backside? How, how did you get into the position to be the starter?
1: Well, when I was younger, a lot younger, of course, I first started grooming horses and pony, and then I shoe horses also, or I used to. So then I got offered the job working the gate and I was shoeing horses and things. And until I, I got the, the starter's job, that's all I did was I worked the gate, valet, and, and shoe horses.
0: Yep, yeah, that's as going to ask if you used to be a gate man and then uh, jumped out to starter or kind of yeah. how that... I mean, you obviously have your book. What What is the main thing you're looking for once they're all loaded up? Make sure that everybody's looking in the right direction. I mean, just kind of talk a little bit about what the main keys well, things you...
1: As they're loading, I, I keep it on everything as they come in and, and look for a horse that's, you know, being a little hard to handle, fractured or something. I move them around and just try to get everything looking so so down the racetrack and standing still. And, and sometimes, like that race of Grady's, sometimes, you know, you got. Four or five other horses you're gonna try and look at, and it's sometimes it's you just gotta go because there's it's gonna be worse for the rest of them if, if something's screwing around in there.
2: No, exactly. Like
0: like I said, I was just giving you heck because Grady was no sitting lie. here. I know we'd all laugh, but um, you know it's always interesting too because. Some of them simulcast guys will watch somewhere and they'll get pissy at the starter, but it's exactly right, especially when you got a full field of ten. Yeah, you got two eyes. hmm There's ten horses there. Yeah, and I mean a horse
1: can you can a horse can be standing perfect, and when once you go to push that button and you just see him flinch a little bit, it's like you know it's it's all in the luck and the timing and and I got you know a decent crew. They've worked for quite a few years, most of them and stuff. So you know, it's decent communication at times, other times we don't. <laughs>
0: so being the starter are you basically the head of the gate crew then i mean that's that's your crew
1: yeah that's that's part of my job too i have to hire um, my crew and and things so
0: like we said, I mean every job is important out here, and those guys in in that stall holding that guy, like you said, you got your books. You can tell them, you know, this one's going to fight to the right a little bit, so you're going to have to hold him a little tighter to the left, or he's, you know, give him a little bit, don't fight him. Right. He's going to be better that way. It's,
1: you know, I'm I'm pretty lucky to have the guys that I've got because I like, say they've worked for quite a few years, and I've worked with a lot of them. Nowadays, it's hard finding good gate hands because you got to be kind of half slow, adrenaline junkie, stupid, whatever, to to climb in there and. And ha- handle horses. And, you know, and of course, when things go wrong, we're to blame. We're the bad guys. But when they do a hell of a job getting one out of there that, you know, couldn't have, they do not get no appreciation, you know, no thanks or anything. It's always ass chewings
2: is all
0: we get. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of them jobs. You do it right nine times out of ten on a race card and one little slip up. You're not going to hear any thanks for them nine perfect times, but the one little slip up, it's something. It might not even be your fault at all. It just, no, I mean, it's it, a 1,200 pound. 1, Thousand twelve 1,200-pound yeah. animal, I mean.
1: And it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. One moves a little bit. could be the tracks, a little cuppy or something. Ground breaks out. They throw their head. they got to fly. Uh, you know, there's a hundred things that can go wrong, and it's just a, a split second that i got to make a decision to, to kick it to, to go, and, there's times that I'm wrong.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's exactly right. A fly, shoot one of them planes coming in to Central Legion, all the horse takes his attention there for half a second, and yeah. just anything can happen, and it does happen. I mean, a jock will to maybe switch a
1: hold or try to move a horse, or there's a lot of things that can go south on you pretty quick.
0: Yep, no, for sure. I appreciate what you do, I mean, it, like you said, it's a, I want to reiterate, it's a pretty thankless job, because you can be right, 99% of the time, the one time you screw up, you're going to get yelled at, this, that, and you got to have a little tough skin for that, and I'd say you probably do over the yeah. years. Over the years, yeah,
1: I've got used to, to taking the, the rejects. I've got, you know, a lot of feelings, and, but no, we take our job very seriously, and when horses get left, it, it bothers them, it bothers me a lot when, when one gets off bad, unless it's something like Grady, because, you know, that's no big deal. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. We don't worry about Grady. Just, I mean, it's fine.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, he was upset. I was upset. and But, you know, we get over it at the end of the day, and I've got a pretty good relationship with most of the trainers here. And
0: in, in most of the Massachusetts, it's just a heat of the moment deal. Yeah. You guys all have a good relationship for the most part. And, you know, I mean, there's going to be a little hard feeling there for a little bit. But at the end of the day, you guys are all family around here because without each other, yeah. none of you have a job.
1: Yeah, and I've learned over the
0: years too just to sit back for
1: a while before I blow up on somebody to let them um, cool down, think about it, and see what the what really was the problem.
0: Yeah, give him a chance to relook and exactly, and and like you said, one takes a misstep, it might not be anybody's fault. The horse just did what he did, and but right. you're still going to get blamed for a little exactly. bit.
1: Exactly. And the thing, like with Grady's horse, I mean, it, it was a bad deal. The horse did win, but at the end of the day, we we kind of showed Grady that that horse can come from off of it. You know, he don't have to be on the lead.
0: Exactly. It showed us a lot of things. It, it was one of the most impressive fauna races I've seen in a long yeah, time. So, I mean, it all worked out. Yeah. And, I mean, that was
1: another one, too. I mean, he was up in the air once. I get probably when I was first picking his tail up. And they did a good job. He got back down. And I thought I'd probably catch him before he started to go up again. And right when I, I went, he, he went to throw his head again and it and out of there. It's just
0: and i go back to back to my show cattle side clip it on one's top most cattle it seems will cough twice so you wait for that second one and if you d- jump back in just like that you think you're going to catch them in time that sucker coughs a third time and you got a hole dug in its back it's no different than that yeah he reared once he probably good time it oh heck he did it again but it's yeah. just part of it yeah, that's,
1: Like i say when i'm looking at two or three that you know were are in there not standing it i try to catch them and a lot most of the time i do but there's other times that I'm just a hair off.
0: It happens. It happens. Let's talk about too, because we were watching Dubai Cup. The thing that they haven't really implemented in America. I'm curious on your thought of it. So here we just lock arms if one's being a little stubborn thrown in over there. They got that kind of crisscross leather bone thing. Have you seen that? What, yeah. what, what, why do we not use that around here? Just curious.
1: I mean, I've I've had one, you know, and it's just a lot easier to get your shoulder. To me, you can get your shoulder in a little harder and deeper, and you know, where those things, it's you know, you're you're putting yourself up in front of that back foot. You know, if you're up that high, that's you know they can they can get you a lot easier and a lot harder than when when you've got your shoulder right next to them and, and you can get out of the way because you can feel it more. Also, if they're going to kick, if they're not liking it or whatever. So
0: that was always my thought too, because from a young age and sorry, bringing up that show cattle deal again though. My brother-in-law always showed me too. He one day I was kind of way off a of calf that was kind of a kicker now and then. He walked up to me and punched me from about. Two inches away and said, "How'd that feel?" I said, "Nothing." And then stepped about a foot and punched me. He goes, "Stay yeah. close." Mm-hmm. And same, same idea there. And with your shoulder drove in, you—I mean, like you got more power. More I feel power like you, also, yeah. horse rears back with that crisscross thing. You're gonna pull out your shoulder quick. Yeah. So that's—I was curious, but that's was the deal. Just
1: the same thing too, like you said. I mean,
0: they get you out at
1: the end when they're really snapping their foot. And I've—I've I've had it done to me, and it, it hurts a lot. I'd rather be close to him and and be thrown than than catch the brunt of the kick.
0: So you've been kind of everywhere. I mean, not to bring up bad things, but what is one of the wildest things you've seen? Horses breaking through, multiple breaking through, just flips, kind of. I mean, you've probably seen everything that can happen.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot. I mean, the worst I've seen uh, had three of them went really hard, and they all wound up underneath the gate thrashing around, and it took us a while to get them all out.
0: What is the protocol? Because I was actually, I sat with Damien and Kelly the other day, and we were talking, and I was giving her crap about Andrew questioning what they're doing with one from church hill here for the first time and we were joking about that and she goes you guys did question one and the funny part is that's the one that was underneath the gate there a couple of weeks ago and she said it and i thought it too because i was up in the clubhouse and that thing did not move an inch we thought he was dead but honestly that was the best thing he could have done instead of sitting there thrashing
1: yeah he that horse uh had a front foot and a back foot up on the pontoon so i mean he was he was pretty well stuck, and then when something like that happens, one of my guys, they'll, I mean, if it's possible, which most of the time is, is, they'll jump on their heads to keep him down, to keep him from thrashing and we we'll get everything else out and then figure out the best way to, to try and get him up and, and out of there without tearing him up any more than he already has, so.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, that's, uh, it was funny, she, I mean, it's funny after the fact, because he, he's handed ended up fine, heck, he came back and won this last weekend, I believe, but it, it was, because he did, he was just stiff as a board, and we thought, oh, crap, the worst, and he got everybody else cleared out, and I think one of your guys threw a rope around his leg and got him twisted, yeah, and he popped right yeah, up. Yeah,
1: we did, I had to pick it up up off the door because he was, you know, he he was just too tight. He was just stuck in there. He couldn't move. And
0: right, and like I said, it it worked out. He was kind of stuck the way he was because instead of sitting there kicking, thrashing, cutting himself up worse or whatever, it, it ended up being fine. And back to the pontoons in there. I mean, you got a barely depending on the boot size. You got a half a boot width that you're standing yeah, on, and there trying to hold a thousand pound, twelve hundred pound creature. Yeah,
1: it's about six and a half inches wide to, to stand on. And like I say, you gotta you gotta have some mental issues and some other. Things wrong with you to, to do this job but yeah it's, I love doing it. So.
0: It's one of them things you just find something you like it's completely different than a lot of other things you could do in the world and even though you don't get the thanks like you said there, there's a gratification of working with that jock working with that horse and getting that thing out of the gate like it's supposed to. Especially you know a
1: bad horse that you know it is it's 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 pretty satisfying when you you beat the horse instead of the horse beating you that you know you get him out clean and the, and the rider and stuff so
0: so the, the in the money media guy is kind of who I got this idea from. I've listened to their podcast for years, and I forget who they had on. There was a starter somewhere, and he said, "Yeah, he goes, I, I he goes, call me as crazy as you can be, but I pride myself. I want the ones on the book that are the tough ones. That's C-
1: how I was for a long time.
0: It just like like you said, you you can outsmart that thing, and you know nothing feels better than doing that.
1: Yeah, like say, I never." Even when I got older and and was still trying to work the gate and stuff, I mean, I would just soon be in the gate and on the ground, just you know, it's because that's, right. that's that's what I was hired on for was to, to take
0: the the shit horses. Right. And yeah. Like you said, a lot of pride and just outsmarting them suckers and talk through that starting process. I mean, obviously you watch them all. How about how far in front of the gate? do you try to get before you hit that button? Cause you got a long cord there far enough. You can just see everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, depends on how many, how big a field we have, you know, the 10 horse fields, I get out a little bit farther. So I, you know, I always look at their heads, their feet, seeing, you know, their feet are underneath them and things. So yeah. it, like, I say just depends on how many is in the race. So,
0: So we've talked the last couple weeks, just kind of on them two, three-year-olds actually sent Grady a video of a three-year-old last night in Australia that come bucking out of the chute and yeeted the poor jockey straight into the mile pole there in Australia. Let's talk about that process a little bit, because you can't just break one and send them straight to a race. They've got to be schooled through the gate. That'd be your job then too, correct?
1: Yeah. We school five mornings a week for two hours, and uh, a lot of people, you know, it helps horses just stand, of course, between races, but young horses, we'll bring them up and come first time or second time or third time we walk them through get them comfortable and then we hand open the front of the gates have them coming out slow and straight and then just build into to the break usually horses five to eight times they're they're ready to be okay and i have to they have to work i have to make sure that they'll load stand breaking company and they have to like have at least a three outs mile work so they got to go around a turn make sure that everything's good so when they do enter that they're they're safe for the riders and
0: Right, you at least know they're going to load, and they're going to blow through that straight turn and out the out the shoot, and audios
1: Of course, that's no guarantee, but you know we've done what we could. But right, I say it, it takes five to eight times where they're okay to start, depending on how how well broke they are when we first see them and things. So,
0: and, and speaking of the gate opening too. Tell people that don't know that, it's actually, it's not a true latch, it's a magnet latch for safety precautions, correct?
1: No, uh, we've got a magnet on this one, but it it actually uses more power. So this just runs off a solenoid. The only time it gets power is when I push the button. But uh, there are two arms on the front doors that are connected to a call it the roll bar that goes across the top of the gate. They're all connected the same. So when you hit the button, they all open together. But you can uh, manually open the front of the gates by hand to, to let them out, you know, you know, second, third, fourth times. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, do
0: you got to test that thing basically every day, or what's the...
1: We test it before the races, of course, so we use it every race day in the morning, so it's working then. and I charge the battery every week, every two weeks, and just, you know, maintain it. WD here, some grease, and things that rivets, things you loose and broke, keep on top of that, and it works good during the races because it's a bad feeling when when you have a gate malfunction.
0: I can't recall it here. Have you had one here lately?
1: Yeah, we've had a few um, electrical problems, but... As far as, you know, we've had a couple times that the door springs, we've had to replace springs between races. And uh, we had to change the switch gate trucks around, uh, I think it was second weekend. You know, I mean, things can happen there, but you just, you know, I've done it for a long time. And so I know where to go, what to do, and we can, can keep racing.
0: Right. At the end of the, day, the experience keeps it all together. You know what to look out for, you know what's coming and how to fix it fast.
1: Yeah, I know we've had, we've had it where we've had to hook on the backup tractor <laughs> and pull the gate off because uh, we had problems with the gate truck.
0: That's if people pay attention. Most tracks about everywhere do you have some places have a payloader that pulls the gate, some have a truck, some have a tractor, but you have a for sure functioning running one in front yeah. with chain or tow rope yeah. ready to go. Just yeah,
1: everything's right there, and, and have you know whoever I got a, somebody that pulls the gate, and then somebody's the backup driver. And, and that they both he goes the truck, and the backup tractor guy he's that's he's right there as quick as he can, just in case something would happen that we get it off the racetrack before they get to
0: us, right? And that's another kind of fun thing here. A lot of people probably don't pay attention because you're watching the horses go around. But with our six furlong setup, our mile, mile seventy, as soon as that gate pops open and that deal moves, you got a whole crew on the ground with the rakes getting everything cleared yeah, up. We Sp-
1: gotta get the tracks raked, the gate off, get the, the gap shut up, and before they get to us. And
0: it seems like you've got plenty of time until they're barreling, and all of a sudden it's
1: yeah. When they, especially on three quarters, when they're hitting the turn there, you better have everything out of the way because they'll get there really quick. We had a guy a few years ago, Mo Nye, he, uh, he's a, he's an old veteran, but he had bad knees and stuff, and he was walking across the racetrack, and about, I don't know, about the four off the rail, he he went down, and his uh, knees were bad and everything. He's a big man, but he couldn't get up, and he tried a couple times, and he crawled a little bit. and then he just went to rolling. He got I don't know, he, he got up far enough, but you could see him on the replay, rolling on the racetrack, going up that hill. There at three quarters. It was, it was a classic.
0: Tuck and roll, big fella, tuck and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: even rolling, he was pretty damn slow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shoot, that's good. Well, shoot, I think that covers it all. I appreciate you greatly for doing this. It was a joy, uh kind of learning that whole starting gear. like heck i thought there was a magnetic deal but solenoid selling so news to me there a little learning and now some good stories in there too and i know you don't get enough but we appreciate your job and everything you do and,
1: and anytime you want to come up i've got extra ropes and uh i'm sure somebody'd loan you a helmet and a vest and you could climb in and, and handle one if you wanted
0: i mean i was on the catch net for them camels and i had two of them kind of barrel at me i, I think i'm probably good but i, I do appreciate that offer just offer it, Well, actually, I shouldn't let my wife listen to this. My good life insurance that was cheap when I was young was probably getting about due, so she might sign me up for it, actually. I'll, I'll make sure to talk to her for you.
1: Okay. If she wants, you know, I'll just let you go on without the helmet.
0: Like <laughs> if we're going to do it, just let's do it right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate your time, man. No problem. Welcome back in. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of insight on what it all takes getting them horses out of the gate. Let's jump into this Saturday card featuring the Dowd Mile. As usual, we're going to start with Keith's early pick five. Starting with race one, we have a 35,000 state bred claimers going six. I'm kicking this one off.
2: I don't usually like starting with a single, but I'm starting with a single. I'm going to go with the two, Joey's Valentine. Uh, so far on the year, he's made two statements. He's broke his maiden opening weekend, won that easily. Followed a month later, won that. Easy. The field doesn't look overly difficult. I don't think he has much problem doing it again. So I'm singling the two, Joey's Valentine, in the first race. I really can't argue with that.
0: Looked at the one a little bit. Ran a tough second by a nose in that first race this year, but gotta prove that distance again. We'll see what happens. Says just missed, but I don't mind that single there. Andrew, anybody else?
3: No, Joey's goes to the front, uses his speed, keeps going. Ball game. I would like to see Joey's and Yaya match up at some point in time. I think that could be an interesting matchup, but maybe we'll get that before the season's over.
0: I would agree with that. Probably, I mean, just off recent form, definitely the two strongest state bred males. By quite a bit in our, well, I shouldn't say our opinion, in my opinion. So, no, I agree. That'd be fun to see them two tangle, see what happened there. But singling the two here, moving on. Race number two, leg two. We have a mile for 5,000 lamers Keith, where'd you land in here?
2: I'm going to go four deep. I like the six really slow. I ship it up from Texas and Oklahoma in the Gorno barn. Uh, he's ran against tougher, brings the experience in the distance running with him. Inspiring numbers are also quite a bit better than the others here, so I kind of like that six. I like the seven, wager no mo. Probably throw out his last race and assume he's ready to go now. He's lightly raced. He's got some good breeding. Izzy's been red hot lately, so we should see much improvement here from this horse. I like the three, Prairie Squall. Just missed his last out, going six and a half. He didn't show much sign of weakening. He stuck around the lead the whole race. He's stretching to the mile distance here, but there isn't a lot of other speed other than that four. I think he'll compete with a similar effort that I like to do, Uncle Tap. Um, he hasn't been getting out of the gate very well his last race. He had a strong close. that got him up for third, but that was going sick. Now we're going up to a mile here, so chances a little bit better if he can get out of the gate. So I'm going four deep, two, three, six, and seven.
0: I just went with potential singling the seven with a three, six on my end. So I can't argue with your picks there. Andrew, anybody else on yours?
3: No, I don't have anyone different. Um, I think I'm going to play a straight double with the two and the six. um, Really slow. Keith's top pick as well. I just think he's been facing tougher, so there's not a whole lot of speed. But I think the three and the four will, will duel it out. And the seven stretching out could maybe find himself up there in a little bit of a duel as well. I think it just sets up for the six really slow to pounce in the stretch and win comfortably, in my opinion. So I'm good with the horses that Keith used.
0: Race three, leg three. We are going six and a half furlongs. Philly claimers for twenty five hundred.
3: Where are you in here, buddy?
2: I'm gonna go three deep here. It's another potential single spot, I think, but there are a couple others I think that could get the job done. Like the three river deputy. She's been consistent here in her three starts. She won one, she got a couple close seconds. Gets on board again for Hibden. I think he's got a good shot of winning it. I also like the six Rye Rai Sweetie. Last race, she competed in an allowance race, finishing a close third. Two back, she was sitting well, but had a really wide trip that kind of ruined i think she's got a good shot here with her best effort and uh, i like the five dabbling channel took a step back his last race after his first first year she looked great got a win uh we had a little bit of distance here maybe that's something she'll like she did beat river deputy two starts ago so i think she could do it again so i'm going to use three i'm going to use three five and six. Three, five, and six for keith i also
0: agree that three is a potential single here andrew do you see it any other way
3: no, I think that it's all the three, River Deputy. I really wish that Fodder had a pick three starting in the first race because I would single, single, single. But um, I just think River Deputy's too good. So, yeah, move on.
0: So we all see that one pretty the same. River Deputy is obviously the one to beat. We all agree with that. Keith gave you a few potential, pri- I shouldn't say price options, but some options that aren't going to be your chalk favorites. So let's move on to leg four. We're going to mile seven again for 2,500 claimers here. Where are you at in here?
2: It's a tough race, but I think I have it narrowed down to three horses that I'm going to use. I'm going to use the two, Holiday Man. A couple third place finishes in his first two races on the air. Um, he's no stranger to distance, even though he's a 10-year-old. I think he's the best equipped to handle this field. He gets a Mondo on board, so that doesn't hurt his chances. Uh, I like the three, Dance Kingdom. Shipping up from Texas here, where his last two races haven't looked too good. Uh, he faces easier here. And he has shown last year that he is capable of some big runs. So I think he might be able to take down this field. You might get some good odds on him as well. I think he was 10 to 1 morning or something like that. Then I like the four. He had a secret. Had a couple good races running at the claiming 5,000 level. He's dropping down to the 2,500 level here. Going to be a race where Roman's going to sit off the lead until he can make his move. And it wouldn't shock me at all to see that four win. So going three horses, two, three, and four.
0: Two, three, four. Or Keith, I yeah, I was just two, four here. Also, a little apology. I don't know if the internet out here. I'm in Vegas. It's just a little choppy every now and then on Keith. I will do my best to chop that up. Just a little note for everybody listening, though. That's what's going on with that. Andrew, I'm two, four. Keith is two, three, four. Anybody else?
3: I'm just going to mention one other horse, and I'm going to have to dig a little bit here to get to him, the seven, Potter Rosilla, Key. Um <sighs> Last year, did run second in the Dowd mile last year. And then has just kind of thrown clunkers ever since that 10th place finish in the Bosselman. Dropping to the bottom level for the first time, maybe that'll that'll help him wake up. And if he can get back to those 67, 64, 70 buyers that he ran at Foner last year, could make some noise at what I would imagine is going to be a huge price. So just thought I would throw that in there.
0: There you go, a little price potential play from Andrew. Let's jump into leg five, race five, six furlongs, 11000 allowance. Keith, how are we getting paid, buddy?
2: Uh, I'm going to use two, two horses. I'm going to use the two horse, our best friend DL. Uh, He's been raced a lot this year so far. He's got three third-place finishes, his most recent Rondi last week, I think it was, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty close third. It's a wrap on that one. Hayden's Havoc. He finished right behind them. I think he he's probably at his best right now, so I'm think I'm going to take him to win this one. I believe, and then I'm also going to use the three ghostly who looked pretty good in that grass. His first time here, going four for longs. He's going to get the stretch out to six. And I think he'll run a big one as well. So I am just, I think it's down to those two horses, two and the three.
0: I've got the same two. I threw in the five, honestly, just because of the
2: connections, Izzy and Roman.
0: Didn't show much in the Tondi last out. I love the two for everything he said. He's He has been ran a lot. I could see Who, who's had a long... Pretty good break off of that Grasmick win. Could run big again. I like both of those quite a lot. And like I said, honestly, I'm just on the five in just because of the connections. They've been so good here lately, really all year. That's where I'm at. Andrew, anybody else?
3: No, I'm not going to use anybody else. One thing that kind of popped out of me, and Ghostly Who, I was all over the Grasmick, one of my biggest scores so far this year. If you were there, I went absolutely apeshit after he won. But something that just kind of pops out to me that I find a little bit weird, ran the Grasmick, has no published works since then grasmick was back the last weekend in february so i just kind of iffy on what's going on there no races no published works i don't know i would still use him but that's just interesting to me no
0: i agree i don't know if you call a red flag but a little bit of a warning I, it is curious that yes as you said ran into february no published works obviously i would assume been galloping every morning just not throwing works curious there what happens but think you're not in the right frame of mind to toss that one out just because of that like you said you still got to use them i think so no keith go ahead and run through that early pick five for our wonderful listening audience
2: race one we're going to single the two race two we're going to go two three six and seven race three we're going with the three five and six race four we're going with the two three and four in race five, we're going with the two and the three for a $36 ticket. There is Keith's early pick five, $36 ticket. As usual, we're
0: going to jump into Andrew's late pick four. Starting with race seven, we are going six furlongs, 5,000 claimers. Andrew, how are you kicking this one off?
3: Man, what a way to start the pick four. So we got 5,000 claimers, non winners of two lifetime, like you said. We got horses in here one for 19, one for 29, one for 21, one for 17, one for 18. Just a doozy. Tough race to start with. And I'm starting five deep. My top pick is going to be 12 to 1 on the morning line. The eight last call, Leroy. Third off of the layoff. Ran some pretty good races at Arapaho uh, last summer, early fall. Like I said, third off the layoff, I think, could make a big improvement here today. And he'll be coming late Um, and then we will go with the 10 bobby boots hibden and martinez just a deadly combo right now third run at Fawner. again just like the top pick last call really i think he's going to improve off those last two and it'll be another one that will also be coming late We'll also use the three-horse Dirty Deeds for Jake and Anderson. Another deadly combo at Fawner. I see this one going to the front, though. Could possibly wire the group. That's why we'll use him. I think he'll be the lone speed. The two dry spell, Izzy and Roman. A combo that I don't like to leave off. I know five to two is not going to be a great price, but it did break its maiden last time out. At a 17th career start. Maybe he just is figuring things out here at Fawner and is going to be a better horse. So let's use him. And we'll also use the six. He's a road on Easter, or he arose on Easter, sorry. Gorno and Wood. Gorno's just really starting to get things rolling. I think he's going to start seeing a lot more winners here down the late stretch of the season so we will also use him so we'll be two three six eight and ten to start the pick for
0: keith anybody else i am in agreement with andrew on his you got anybody else buddy
2: no nobody no other horses he touched on all of them um i'm kind of i'd like the six a lot and i like the ten
0: perfect all in agreement there let's jump into leg two race eight six furlongs philly Claimers for 2500
3: non-winners of this year where'd you land in here chief yeah, so my top pick's gonna be the five Isabelle's Joy. Ran, over the wintertime, Sam Houston in Oaklawn. This will be the third start at Fauner. Buyers are improving at Fauner Park. It's gonna be the first time for the Haars. I just like the way that this horse is set up here. I think it'll just sit off of the pace of a couple of the horses. I think the three will be out front. The six will send. Um, the eight might go. So I think our top pick, the five, Isabel's Joy, will just sit off of those front runners and come running down the stretch. Um, I will also use the seven Cabo Dorado for the Martinez's. Last fall, ran at Churchill and Keeneland. This will be a third off of the layoff for the Martinez. A deadly angle that I like to use. Um, they're winning right now at 0.9% combo at the meet. So we'll use the seven Cabo Dorado. And one one last time for me, just burning my money, but I'm gonna stick on stick on her one more time, the one Kilberry Lady, twenty to one on the morning line. <laughs> if she can get back to those races at her app just get out of the gate and get back to those races. She will be right there. So today or not today, but Saturday, she will be huge odds. So I'm gonna give her one more chance. So we'll be one, five and seven here in the second leg.
0: I am with you there, and I I probably guaranteed her a win because I finally, for the first time as well, myself left Kilberry Lady off my ticket. So she should get it done. I mean, them numbers at a rap ho. If she can get anywhere close to that, she wins this race. And, I mean, you're talking 21 juicy morning line. I like her chances. I left her off trying to get her across. She's going to get across for Andrew.
3: It's probably one of those things where she just absolutely loves the Arapahoe track. There's something about it. But I, she's probably going to be 30, 40 to 1 on Saturday, and I'm, I'm going to use her at those odds. She can somehow get back to those races. No, for sure. No, I, I, I don't mind not
0: pick it all. Like I said, she's burnt me enough. I'm a little harsh to her. She'll probably get her done here. Keith, anybody else?
2: Uh, there's one other one that maybe I'd use. Maybe the four Zixies. I've never been a fan of the horse in the past, but she does have good, fawner success. She's six for 17 on the oval. Started real slowly his last her last time out. Then off the layoff, she gets Jake on. I can see maybe the four making some noise. Let's jump into the
0: feature of the Saturday card race nine. We're going one mile for the down mile for 20000 Andrew, are you taking the feature.
3: Yeah, they got a pretty good race set up for us here. Um, I thought it was pretty tricky. A lot of people might single the three Warriors map, who will be my top pick, but I don't think it's as easy as Warriors map. Gorno claimed him off of a win for 30000 last time out at Sam Houston. Claimed off of Broberg, which I've touched on a few times here on the pod, That not an angle that I like. But the numbers just really do overpower this group. But like I said, claiming off of Broberg is not something that I, I like to bet. So I don't think it's as easy as just singling the three Warriors map so i also used the six horse broadway i wasn't a big fan of broadway first time out if you guys remember but he really did just look phenomenal. Sat off the pace and then went on to win comfortably by five. I was at Woodbine before that. If he improves off of that, that last race, his first out of honor, but will be very tough in here. We'll also use the five horse. It's a wrap. Izzy and Roman touch on them enough. One his last out in the Tondi. He's going to stretch back out to a mile, which won a few mile races down at Evangeline and Delta, and by a few, I mean a lot. So the stretch out should not be an issue for the five. It's a wrap. The seven hold tight for Mitchell and Ramos. If you look at his form won the arapaho derby last year looks like he won comfortably i didn't go back and watch the replay but on the form, looks like he won pretty comfortably he has been off since december so going a mile the first start i don't always like but it's got a couple bullet works in there and i mean it could be the real deal and i'm also throwing one prize horse to two guinnessy um i did like Guinness the first time out of funner was just an awful race so I'm going to go ahead and give him another shot. Um, them races at Remington where he went to the front just look look really good. So maybe stretching back out here, gets to the lead and keeps going. So we'll be five deep, two, three, five, six, and seven.
0: Andrew's a little deeper than I am. I just went with that three, five, six. I, I think they're much the best. I like what he's doing spreading out there because in these types of races here, at falling on the bull ring, going a mile, you, some of them horses I haven't ran here, you just never know what they're going to do. They might just take to it love it or they might not so i don't mind that angle at all keith anybody else
2: if i were to make a ticket for this late sequence i'd probably hit the all button because i could see any any one of them winning this race but uh the price horse i like is I think I like the four St. Louis guy a little bit. He didn't run great in the Tondi a couple weeks ago, but he had some excuses. I mean, he had some good runs down in Texas and Louisiana. So like I said, any of these horses could win this race. I kind of like that horse for a price.
0: Leg four, race 10, six furlong, 5,000 beginning clammers. Andrew, how are we cashing this ticket?
3: Yeah, so this is uh, going to be one of my best best bets of the day. Um, we're going to single the three-horse Broadway Ice. Izzy and Roman, like I said before, we've touched on them enough. I don't have to mention mentioned them but this horse is going to be third off of the layoff i would just completely chuck out the last race that optional claimer dropping down to five thousand. i think he's just going to sit off of the pace and be much the best in the lane win comfortably there's enough speed in here the five Moro trump the eight yank crime the nine could so there's enough speed in here that he can sit off the pace make one run and win comfortably i think the three is just going to be much the best in this closer so we will single the three broadway ice Andrew is singled in there. Three
0: was my top pick in here. I could go a little deeper. You can make arguments for a lot here. I mean, three's my top choice. I had one, five, six, eight in there. But for everything Andrew said, I don't mind that three as a single at all. Keith, where are you landing in here?
2: I like that three as well. Couple other horses. I kind of like the seven and I kind of like the eight a little bit. Other than that, I've probably just used the three, seven, and eight. That's all I
0: have. Perfect. So we're all in agreement there. That three is definitely our top choice. You can go a little deeper if you want. Andrew's going to make his bet of the day right there. Finishing off getting that ticket cashed with the three. Andrew, let's run through your late four one more time, buddy.
3: Yeah. So we are going to start with two, three, six, eight, ten, with one, five, seven, with two, three, five, six, seven and singling the three in the last for a $37.50 play.
0: There you have it, folks. We got a early $36 play, a late thirty-seven fifty play. That's how we're getting paid this week. Gentlemen, anything from last week to recap? National scene, we had a couple good prep races for the Derby. I didn't honestly get a lot out of those. Personally, you guys got anything?
3: No. Um, yeah, the prep races... I don't know, I didn't didn't really like White of I maybe I wasn't a huge fan going in. I'm still not a huge fan. But if you like the horse, I mean I guess I get it. Cyber Knife. One the arkansas i don't know what to think of that that race I, I don't know i i'm looking forward to seeing the races this weekend the horse that i've been high on early voting is going to be in the wood hopefully it can show me something yep no I, i'm with you I,
0: I didn't get a lot of those classic causeway was a major disappointment for me i had some derby futures on him just didn't show hardly anything huge weekend i mean we got the bluegrass we got the wood we got Santa Anita Derby, Keeneland opening weekend, well, tomorrow, so Friday when you guys are listening to this. I mean, a big weekend of racing in the national scene as well.
3: Yeah, a lot of good races this weekend. Get out, sit in front of a TV, watch them. Like I said, I like early voting in the wood. Haven't really looked at Keeneland yet. I know the Santa Anita field's pretty disappointing, So there's a lot of good stakes races all over the country this weekend, so it should be a fun weekend. Let's tap into that.
0: I don't think we have many California listeners on our deal. We are international. We got Russia. We got Hong Kong. We added Australia. We got some Germany. So shout out to you guys if you're still listening. They might only clicked on one episode for five seconds, but hey, it popped up on our deal. So that's phenomenal. Let's talk about that California racing scene, though. A major development. The, in my opinion, potentially best rider in America. One of the best in California. Mr. Flavian Pratt. Has made it announced Once he heads to Keeneland this weekend, he's not going back to the West Coast. And Chad Brown, speaking of other things too, Chad Brown's got him on five of six, I believe, instead of IRAD. So that's an interesting development. What I hate to see it, but what does that say for California racing, fellas?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's was winning everything out in California, and he decides to pack up and move. I don't think it says great things. He's gonna win a lot of races at Keeneland and then Belmont and. He's just going to win wherever he goes. He's the best rider in America, in my opinion, especially on the turf. But, yeah, I think it just says the direction California's heading. A lot of five, six-horse fields before scratches. And on their biggest day of the season. So, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing. California racing was my first love. It's, I mean, Hollywood Park and Del Mar were the first two tracks that I started playing heavily. And it's disappointing to see. But no, Lake England, it's going to be great racing. No, for sure.
0: And then that's, I don't bring it up to be, I don't want to get political about it, but it edges kind of California in a nutshell it,
3: it, 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 like you said, it's
0: sad to see that. West Coast racing is beautiful. You, can, I mean, can you name a more beautiful track in the nation than Santa Anita with the mountains behind there? Del Mar on the coast. It, it's sad to see that's what it's at. It, and the reason I bring it up, too, is we got to be proud of what we got here. Even with the one big barn under quarantine, we're still filling fields pretty good here in Nebraska. We're doing awesome. Be proud. Come out here and support Fawner. We don't want to end up like them. That's why I bring it up, because that just shows you that you could have some of the most magical tracks on Earth. And if the locals, if the government don't support you, that's what happens. And he hate to see it. Not to get too political in this deal. It just that just shocked me to see him because he's been so dominant on the West Coast to just say I'm packing up Adios. Who you guys got winning the Masters? I mean, El Tigre's back, the hot pink mock neck short sleeve shoots one under, left a lot of shots out there. What do you what do you guys think of the old Masters?
3: I'll tell you what. I mean, he hadn't played in how long?
0: It- 16 months, it's his true professional. as last was the PNC with his son, which he rode in a cart. As long as he can keep walking, that swing's as good as ever.
3: Yeah, I tell you what, to be one under after not playing a professional round in 16 months, that's pretty dang good. Like you said, if he can hold up for four rounds, and I mean, even just be in contention come Sunday, I know that all of us old men are going to be right there in front of the TV with not looking away and being all excited. If he can just be within even three or four strokes coming Sunday. It would be be a great weekend.
0: Like you said, I mean, I feel old. I know I'm not old, but I feel old. But I uh, had to laugh the other day. I mean, that guy, he, he completely changed the landscape of golf. That's the reason they play for two, one, two, three million every weekend. And my dad was cleaning out the garage the other day and found my original old sweated nastiness little black Nike swoosh hat that I just had to have because, hey, that guy got everybody in the game. It just it, It's amazing to see him back. I know we're a horse racing podcast, but we're sports. Lovers here. All right. Well, that covers kind of everything. We touched on a little bit of what happened in the national scene last week. What's going down this week? Some other sports stuff. Because folks, we're sports fanatics. So if you don't like that, I have set the timers on the deal. You can tune us out. That's that's totally fine. That's why I put our uh, recap and rant on that. So because it's just us. Uh we haven't seen each other since 10 days, so we just like to talk sports, so that's where we're at on that. Appreciate you tuning in again, as always. Appreciate your feedback, support. Follow us at TH on Twitter. Like us, subscribe to us, leave us ratings on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you can find us. We greatly appreciate everybody, and until next week, let's cash some tickets, boys. Uh-oh. We
1: ballin' wallin' on you dummies. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. Whoa scared money don't make no money Uh
3: we ballin ballin on you dummies i'm so lit sports center gotta post my clips one layup and they treat me like i'm luka don chick two six yeah we used to come